Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome along to your twice-weekly streaming comedy show where we just sort things out in the world. The aim is to get things back to how they used to be. Like the good old days, back then when phrases like Kent strain didn't mean a type of virus. It was just the twinge you get in your neck when you were going, they're coming over here. So those were the good old <laughs> days. Why can't we get back to that, darn it? Well, we can if we <sighs> club together and try and solve some problems. Um, mm. As we do the solving of the problems, you could subscribe now. Last previously on the show, I reassigned all the keys, so they're going to come up all in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah, that okay. Go. That's the one we need. Uh, you can yep. subscribe to the main YouTube channel. Do the chatting on there as well. We'll see your comments as we go through the show. Keep yourself involved. That one says get involved. That's nice. Yep. Uh, and also, if you've not already bought tickets for this event, you could chuck some money in the pot just to stop us from starving too much. I mean, we need to lose some pounds, but not too many pounds. So give <laughs> yeah. us some pounds. Um, yeah, we we have had a few people from Crack Comedy join us already, um, but some of those people, you're welcome to make a donation at the end of the show too. Nice. And, uh, right, we'll get stuck into the doing of the jokes and the sorting out of the problems. Um, yeah, get involved. We'll do some comments after we've at least solved one. But, Mr. Eric McElroy, what you got? Well, this is a problem that's almost it's almost like an ongoing miniseries, really. Uh, it's just, you know, there's nothing else to call it except for what is going on in America now. Mm. And this is something that is happening live right now as we speak. Um, as you may know, it's the second Trump trial. I know we have them once a year now, and I think we'll probably have many more to come. Um, he's not even president anymore, but he's still, I mean, God, the guy cannot leave the limelight alone. Um, we all know there was an insurrection. Um, but the, the thing is, the people that insurrected, if that's uh, the right word to use, you know, they were his supporters. And Steve, you and I are not Trump supporters. True. Just putting that out there. Um, you don't, I mean, you don't count as a human being because you're not an American. It wouldn't matter if you supported him or not because you're foreign. As I keep saying, um, not our leader. So all those times people get upset, yeah. the same jokes we do about Kim Jong-un, we should be able to do about Trump. Calm yourself down. Yes. Both, I, you know, don't want to mess with. Well, Trump, not so bad. You could outrun him, definitely. Um, actually, you probably outrun Kim Jong-un. Unless it's downhill. Track, but... If you were downhill, yeah. unless you practice in the Gloucestershire yes. running of the cheese, he'd get you. Yeah, there's no way Trump could have sit downhill. Um, but I thought, you know what, the trial's going on uh, today in the Senate. Um, you know, we don't understand the world of Trump. We don't understand the world of these people who insurrected, if that is the right way to insert. They've got a nice insurrection. Anyway, um, so I thought, you know what, I'll reach across and I'll talk to one of his supporters. And so we did that. We couldn't get him live on the show. So I pre-recorded an interview earlier today. Um, and here it is. Today, we're trying to understand the complex relationship between Trump and his supporters. And we're joined now by a rioter and insurrectionist, Billy Jim Bob. Don't call me that. What, a, a rioter and an insurrectionist? No, that's fine. I mean Billy Jim. Nobody calls me that. Call me BJ. Everybody loves BJ. Okay, BJ, I thought we were going to talk to you from outside the Capitol building. No, I'm inside the Capitol. I've been here since the 6th of January. I'm never giving up for our President Trump. He sent us here, and we ain't leaving until we get the sweet signal that he's been victorious. And then we will rise up 
I will never stop trying, just like our president. Well, <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you this, but Trump was banned from Twitter after your failed coup, and he left Washington to head to Florida. <laughs> That's what he wants you to think. What do you mean? Well, Trump swapped faces with Biden. When you all thought it was Biden getting sworn up there, it was Trump. And Biden, he's been using Trump's body, and he's the one who's down there in Florida. Uh, <laughs> not only is that the plot to face off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, there is no way that Trump could be slim enough to pull off a Biden. Plus, Biden actually runs down ramps. Whatever. So where are you exactly? I'm under the desk of Ted Cruz, one of the senators who told us to come here. He he feeds me little bits of Texas barbecue chicken wings that fall out of his beard. <laughs> They're salty. Oof. That does not sound pleasant. It's real crowded in here, too. We got a bunch of other rioters and... And Lou Dobbs, he just got fired from Fox News, and some guy named Eric Trump, uh, looking for his daddy. And then there's some, some French guy, talks funny. His name's uh, Nigel uh, Farrar. Do you mean Nigel Farage? That's the guy! Yeah, he, he eats something called a, a scotch egg. Oh, it is nasty. So what are you hoping to achieve? Well, to be real honest, I don't know. I just know I haven't worked in a long time, and my wife threw me out. Cause all I was doing was cleaning my guns and planning an insurrection against the democratically elected government of the United States. And just because I'm a white supremacist... You seem like one of those Japanese soldiers that never surrendered and didn't know the war was over. Who are you calling Japanese? Okay. I think he's going to be there a long time. There we go, Steve. Now, I will say that uh, BJ and I don't agree on much, but we do agree that scotch eggs are nasty. <laughs> They're so gross. Well, I mean, that was some acting right there. Come here, Stu. Thank you very much. Mm. You know, when I shave, time for a BJ. So that's... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You think Scotch eggs were a bad mental image. Um, so already, what I love about this, though, is that as soon as the people spot the clean-shaven you, they know yep. there's some acting going. In fact, if we go over to Comment Cam over here. Comment. Hello. Oh, you got Comment, comment Cam going again. Well yeah. done. Got all the tech working. That's worth a donation right there. Um, so have a look, we've got a couple of hellos to do. Uh, Charles Armstrong says, good evening, boys. Checked in. Thank you for being there. Uh, and then over here, some people started to spot. It was uh, Brick just said hello. And then where we go. Chris says Kent Method because of the coming over here. I've lived mm. in Gravesend long enough to be able to do it now. Uh, Brick said clean shaven and looking perky. Yes, thank you. Um, and Chris says Botox. It's a very good question. <laughs> I am, I'm on tight. Um, yeah, uh, there's a question about the uh, jersey. Um, and then 
That is a jersey from when I did play football um, with the Finn Hill Falcons in Kirkland, Washington, and my name is on the back of the jersey. And uh, I am pleased to say, this is American football now, uh, I was the second worst player on the team. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You want to tell us about who was the first worst? His name was Harvey, hmm? and I was better than he was. Enough said. Okay. Um, Chris Curling says, under the table method. Method acting yeah. under the table. <laughs> and I went all the way in that character. Now, Britt raises some good issues. Uh, looks like they could mm. do, with, do with some cable tidies. That also <laughs> yeah. is mentioned by Bayerberg, who says, poor cable management. I love that that's the take what? home from the sketch. <laughs> that was done deliberately because it was post-riot, and it was done to reflect the abuse and nice. the, the disconcern of uh, the rioters. And also... I just moved in and I haven't had time to do the cable ties yet because I'm not sure if my desk is going to be here. Cable method. That's deep. Yep. Uh, deep. Mark says go Falcons. Thank you very and, much. And uh, yeah, Chris had spotted that you were clean shaven as well. So had Mark. Uh, so had Martin S. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it, people. You guys, you don't, you don't get a trick past our viewers, do you? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, if you've enjoyed the level of under desk acting, from Eric McElroy, then mm. I would say, is it this one? No, it's this one. Uh, pop some money in the pot. We ask for donations just to chuck some coins in there. It would be very much appreciated to keep this whole darned thing afloat. Kofi.com yep. forward slash comic solving problems. Not a stand-up comic anymore. I'm an under-the-table BJ comic. Yep. Don't doubt a word of that. Brilliant. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, should we move on to solving another problem? Please. Because I've got one that I think I'd like to solve, and it started out not as a problem, because I thought this was going to be a positive story where the problem's already solved. This week we heard that the uh, terror level had been reduced from severe to substantial. Yay! Oh, it's down terrible. Wait a minute, cut the, cut the music, cut the... I mean... It's down what? from severe to substantial. That's like saying you're not highly likely to die. You're just very likely to die. Mm -hmm. But still, I was enjoying the fact that terror wasn't quite the thing it used to be. And I was thinking, do you know what? We can get out there and enjoy it. We can't. We're locked down. But there's an out there that's got fewer terrorists in it. Won't that be great? What could possibly go? Oh, crime's bouncing back. Boris Johnson uh. concerned that crime could rebound after the lockdown. And I would go as far as to say, yes, it bloody will. And... Um, <laughs> Because at the moment, all of the criminals are locked down. They're staying mm. at home. And I would posit the theorem that few criminals still do crime in their own home. Unless they're just worried yeah. about keeping their hand in, like us, right? We can't do live gigs anymore, so we do this from our own homes. Maybe there are some criminals doing stuff like this to practice. You know, once a week, they'll kick in their own shed and nick their own lawnmower. But in general, people tend to not nick stuff in their own homes because they already own that stuff. Yeah. So when what? they come out of lockdown, I know this is really advanced stuff, but when they come out of lockdown, they're likely to be doing some more crimes because the UK mm. is full of criminals. And what kind of criminals are we facing? Well, this week we saw, just as an example, this story, terrible story of this criminal in Nottingham who's been sent to prison for dropping a bowling ball on someone's head. That is Ooh. absolutely terrible. But he has been sent to prison under the new one-strike-and-you're-out rule. Now, it's terrible. I feel bad for doing that joke because someone was injured, but I just really like that just joke. Couldn't, couldn't help yourself. I dropped it from the script twice, put it back in because... 
We need a controversy, so go for it. Yeah, um, but that's that's what crime's like over here, and I think we can learn from America because often we follow America that crime mm. could be worse if it's not just criminals nicking stuff and hitting people. We need to be more worried that as sci- as uh, as terrorism drops, cybercrime is going to be the bigger worry. And as we can see in America just today, hackers tried to poison people in Florida, in a Florida town, uh, by changing the chemical levels at the water treatment plant, hacking in, changing the chemicals. And that could have poisoned people. It didn't because it's Florida. No one drinks water, Um, (laughs) mainly sticking to alcoholic beverages or Gatorade, whatever the hell that is. Um, So that Mm. that was a, a good example. But it just goes to show that's what we need to be more concerned about. Crime that is online that could cause real nasty damage Um, Mm. as a side note shout out to Philip who sent me an email earlier today with a related news story that's this one Um, New York City sewage plants strangely popular Valentine's Day tour goes viral and that is an interesting situation I can see how it happened that people Mm. end up going there and I think it will lead to lots of conversations like this Yeah. what did you get up to for Valentine's Day? I went with the missus to a water treatment facility. Well, why'd you do that? Well, when she said for Valentine's Day, she'd let me take her up the sewage place. Oh, I get you. Yeah, sorry to hear about that. Sorry. Yep. First strike and you're out. It's <laughs> Those are the two jokes of the show for me right there. Sorry about those. Um, uh, sorry, dear. we're back on. Um, yeah, go on. My dad actually worked at a, a water treatment plant for many, many years. So he would have the technical expertise um, to uh, commit that kind of crime. But there's absolutely no way he could do a computer hack. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if, if your dad has done a computer hack on a sewage treatment place, you're being yeah. sent down too because you're the one who helped him set up the Wi-Fi. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's no question. I mean, I tried to teach him how to use a Google Doc a little while ago. It wasn't a pretty picture. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It was... <laughs> and he watches the show. Sorry, Dad. It also means that he won't be possibly guilty of what I consider to be the worst crime. Of all these crimes that I'm now trying to solve, the one that we mm. really need to watch out for when it comes to hacking is yep. this one. Sex bots could apparently oh. be hacked and turned into murderous Terminator style. I love that. Terminator style executions. I'm giving a whole new meaning to the phrase, come with me if you want to live. Three jokes in today's show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do I do worry about it, though. Because, you know, everyone, everyone's thinking the future's going to be full of sex dolls and sex robots mm. and stuff. And no one's thinking about it. If these things get hacked, it could be mm. very, very nasty indeed. So, to find out more, I'm joined by an online illegal computer hacker. Hello. Hello, Steve. So you're one of these online criminals? Yeah, I work on the dark web and people pay me in Bitcoin and I think that's all the hacker words that we know. I think it is, yeah. So who who do you do this for? Yeah, mainly it's people paying to hack their own sex dolls, you know, just so they can use it on a different network or get rid of the Asimov rule of robotics if you want to do something really kinky. But we do get some people who pay to hack other people's sex dolls, yeah. What kind of person does that? Mainly disgruntled partners, you know, crazy ex-wives. It's been a lot of people who've made too much money on GameStop who are just doing it for a laugh. Okay, and what kind of thing do you do for them? Well, we can do things like the the basic, is we hack in and make the sex doll look 
less shocked and more appalled. That all gets to you after a while. Um, we can reprogram it to actually kill the owner. But I think even worse, we can do a thing where we hack in uh, so that just before you're about to finish, it does a Margaret Thatcher impersonation. There's no coming back from that one, Steve. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. We did have one case recently where an ex-wife paid us to hack into her ex-husband's sex doll and get it to run off with the toaster. So, yeah, he was gutted. Well, he would be. He'd have to use the grill. No, you can't do that, Steve. You'd burn your penis. No, I'm... <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Um, so, we're, we're up to date on that news story. I mean, if you turn the grill down, it should be fine. But if it is plugged in and there's too much moisture, that could be a problem. That's a problem. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. That is a problem. Um, I feel like that's one of those sections where I need to apologise for about four of the jokes in there. But just take a blanket <laughs> apology for, for yeah, the jokes. Which is all of the jokes in there. <laughs> We're up to four <laughs> jokes in today's show. You're getting your money's worth, people. Let's, Look at this. Some of that. Almost a year in lockdown. We're doing fine. We're not, are we? We're not. I don't, Chris has done an emoji comment and i don't know how to there's a person looks like a person eating and then i think the mail sign i don't understand do you it's know, a do face you it's a face palm thing and i think the emo oh, is it a face palm yeah I, I think the gender one just happens when if you put those two emojis together phones just read them as a bloke emoji i think i think well let's go over to comment cam find out more <laughs> <laughs> too old to, too old to do this shit. Um, is there a translator? Because Google Translate can do different languages. Is there an emoji translator? Um, yeah. Well, if if we could be bothered to log in and look at these things on our phones, yeah. but, Mark uh, usually does the fact checking research for us. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, Charlotte said evening all. Uh, thank you, Charlotte. Nice to have you with us. Um, Martin S says substantial. Remember when they said tier two, you can visit pub and have a substantial meal, scotch egg. So this yeah. is Scotch egg level of terror. Mm. Which is really nasty. Mm. Um, Tory's worried about crime, says Bayerberg. Looks like they uh, looks like they do not like less professional competition. Badum <laughs> joke. As old as uh, I have them too. I've actually got that noise. Actually, if you want, it's not a badum. I tried to, uh, to go, go for one better than a badum. Let's do the joke again. Yeah. Tories worried about crime. Looks like they do not like less professional competition. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Here all week. Thank you. That's long. Yeah. That's a long one. The it is a little bit faster. <laughs> I'll you get one of those as well. Kind of squeak. You know, there's only so much time on the internet, Steve. Um, let's see. Marcus said the reduction from severe to substantial is a bit like not being hit by a steamroller by jumping in front of a bus. <laughs> it's the trolley cart moral dilemma philosophy, yep. isn't it? What would you? Yeah. Is it? If there it's, were a group of people stood in front of a trolley cart, would you push them in front of a Fiat Uno instead? Probably. Yeah, it's like the wily e. coyote. Like he avoids the anvil but runs off the cliff. <laughs> Gravity doesn't go. exist. We learned that last week. Oh um, yeah, that's true. Mark Randall says taking your partner to a sewage treatment pl place is perfect if you want to dump them. Didn't 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 won't play the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's, too, it's too long. But I think definitely have a shorter one. Um, and after this segment, uh, he says uh, that blanket needs cleaning. Ooh, ooh. Is that the, the blanket? Did you have a blanket on for the? I just use huh? special effects. What's a 
to blank myself out. Black yourself out, mm. yeah. I say special yeah. effects. Filmed it against the window. My phone's not good <laughs> enough to, to be able to focus on my face but it's quite when dark. there's a window. Yeah. I think it's the snow. Must be that. Yeah. Um, excellent stuff. Right, so I think we are nicely up to date. If you've enjoyed any of it, you could chuck some money in the Kofi pot to stop us from yeah. fully starving to death. Usually, you know the drill. Um, but, Mr. Eric McElroy, you got another yes. problem? Very much so. Um, this is, um, it's kind of a, it's it's a continuation of ongoing problems. Um, it's kind of uh, what is going on in America now, food edition. Um, because we might remember um, on previous episodes of Comic Solving Problems, um, we've dealt with uh, American preparation of beverages and food. I think you remember the tea lady doing a yeah. proper American cup of tea. Just nuke it. Uh, remember when she made beans on toast? It was a massacre. She didn't toast the toast. Even I thought that was a bit weird. Um, but this is a brand new one, Steve. This oh, is a brand God. new character to bring to the plot. This is a brand, brand new preparation of food, American style. Guys, you're going to want to brace yourselves for this one. Let's see how it starts. And we're just going to completely get it all on the counter. Spread it around. She's doing painting. That's a base coat. Yeah, I didn't. Sorry, maybe I've got the wrong clip here because I thought this was about food, but this looks like a little bit more kink. Um, just kind of getting it out and spreading it around. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Just right, right, right there. Okay, black beans all in here. Yeah, just like that. The more, the better on this. Guacamole is great. That there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Um, I, to be honest, I, I I saw this. I've got no idea what's going on in this stage, at this stage. Um, let's just let's just keep going. Jalapenos for for um for spice, really. Oh, this is definitely a sex thing because it's getting spicy, Steve. <laughs> Let me tell you, you only bring jalapenos to the bedroom. If you know what I mean. Um, me likey. All right, Steve. Let's do some more. Blend it up, just all the way in here. Wow! 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 <laughs> wow. That's the, that's the wow I give my kids when they were little, playing with their food. Like, look, Daddy, I'm making you something to eat. Wow! I mean, it's that that wow definitely killed all the erotic vibe I was getting from whatever that she's making there. Um, you know, I was thinking this is some sort of sexy meal kind of thing going on. Maybe this is. I didn't get this from Pornhub. I promise. After that, little killjoy. Let's see if she can bring it back. Just gonna kind of lay them all out in here. As many as you can get. And then you're gonna get your hands in here and just blend them in. Oh yeah, that is it. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I want to see more. Give me some more, Steve. The top, that, beautiful. And you're gonna take your ice cream scooper. What are you gonna do with an ice cream scooper? To be honest, that's his first question. <laughs> he's, he's been I fine mean, with the rest you know i know i'm finding this slightly erotic more than i should but i mean i think you should be asking are you okay i think you should be saying why are you doing this straight on the kitchen counter are there no plates or pans in the house all right she's made this mess she's got the ice cream scooper let's see what she's going to do with it to bring this all home you have an entire nacho cone just like that. Mm. Oh yeah, it's definitely a sex thing, Steve. Mm. Is oh. it? 
Is it Definitely. really? You don't like crunch with your crunchy jalapenos? Um, I found it to be, but if you, I mean, I'm hungry now and slightly distracted. It's to be fair, that's a way I've never seen doing nachos, and I genuinely would never do that. Um, but if that wasn't enough for you, don't worry, mm -hmm. because we're going to bring back this food um, chapter, and next time we're going to cover this. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those are the flaming hot. Yes. I'm adding the ones with lime, mm -hmm. just for like that hint of lime. What has gone wrong in the world? Take that, Gordon Ramsay. American cuisine wins every time when we're taking our basically Cheetos are a form of crisp and uh, she's adding the lime flavor to create the flavor of lime. Mm. I, if anybody wants to tell her, there's no actual lime in that product, especially anything that turns that red. Yeah, she thinks she's eating the greens. Like, Take a look again. Come on. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Greatest so country in the world, Steve. Makes up for the impeachment of Trump. There were bits. I think if we just play, it was early on. It was kind of this level. Play, play the clip for you again. Opinions for for um, yeah, that kind of level. And also yep. this one, where mm -hmm. it just looked like she was preparing something erotic, but she'd forgotten the naked Japanese lady. That's. <laughs> It was coming along nicely, apart from the, the nude lass needs to be under it. But if you were the naked lady, you would not want her to use jalapenos. <laughs> no, just, when she gets the, the trowels out, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you're using a trowel to prepare your food, no. On the counter. Mm. On the fucking counter. I don't my, understand why it had to be on the counter. I said my dad used to do cement. He used to put some water in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she'd be good at doing cementing, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure. But I mean, some people had ideas of what it is. Um, I think um, if you've, that there's more nutritional value in cement mm. than there is in either of those two, two meals we saw created. That's crunchy. You'll enjoy that. Uh, mm. Jack says, actually crunchy. mixed up a cooking with a sewage treatment place. <laughs> I tell you, it's going to be there soon enough, isn't it? it? Mark says, it's a nacho mix. Yeah. Is it? It was, she was going for nachos, but when she dumped the nachos in the mix, that was very strange. Um, I like Victoria. What am I watching? What am I watching? <laughs> that could be about any point in the show, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bayerberg, American um, Eat Out to Help Out edition, sponsored by Uber Eats. <laughs> uh, Victoria's also said, I thought America was in trouble before now, but now I'm really worried. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've lost, we've all lost it. We know that this lockdown, whether you call it lockdown two or lockdown three, is harder than lockdown one. Most people seem to be just at the end of their tether. But at least yep. you've not got to the stage where you're using building equipment to <laughs> produce some sort of nacho food on your and kitchen. And an ice cream scooper. <laughs> As if that saves it at the end. What are you going to do with an ice cream? <laughs> he should be more worried about her being uh, able to get access to sharp objects because she's not dealing with it well. Still somewhat erotic I uh, can't Brit says uh, to build up for dealing with jalapeno peppers in the bedroom start with mint shower shower cream on your genitals <laughs> enjoy the burn original source um, Martin's asked if she's sweet corn no because we don't do that in American nachos that is nasty maybe they do an actual proper Mexican nachos but I'm talking about American USA right. nachos we do them on the table with Hardware. You've got no authentic foods because you've you've only been around for about a couple of decades. We, we take authentic things and we make them better. Inauthentic. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mark, next time you're in Edinburgh, find somewhere that sells haggis nachos. Different, uh -oh. but lovely. That's the kind of Probably. review that I get in Edinburgh. Different, <laughs> but lovely. 
That's got to be better than a scotch egg. Um, when we were talking about taking someone up the sewage place, uh, Chris said, up the council gritter. And then Britt says, extra point for getting so far into today's show without mentioning the snow. I think Chris did first by mentioning gritters, unless I misunderstood what he was saying there. Uh, yeah, could be. But, I mean, this, well, it's where, where I am, the snow hasn't been significant enough to mention. Really? So. Yeah. I've in Kent it is like um so in Gravesend I've got petrol today and with there being oh. no one around but snow everywhere it's like living in a Scandinavian crime drama just <laughs> with less I would say less crime but no I'm in Gravesend with the same amount of crime um yeah. it's been terrifying, terrifying. but cheaper because if you're in Scandinavia everything's pricey yeah uh, so. Chris says ice cream scooper must be the modern version of the flying helmet and celery from Alo Alo. I don't remember those episodes. Oh, but I'm going to have to YouTube those later. For my time in the UK. Sorry. Um, but I think we're up to date. You don't forget, you can tweet us. This is our... Mm. There it is. For Twitter and also for TikTok as well. If you'd like to see me oh, getting yeah. shouted at by people who think that masks don't work. There's a lot of that's been happening over the last two days. <laughs> that's always good. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, um, which is where you can watch and chat... Uh, the most yeah uh nope that's the kofi one that's the youtube thing that's You're getting it yeah Get Emily. getting it season three episode 10 nailing it nail it it's because we reprogrammed all the buttons in the last episode and i have not been able to we redo did. them back yeah because it all did. broke um on to another problem uh, this is a problem well it's about how do we stop people breaking the lockdown rules all the time and it's with help from people who sent in some of these. We, we start off with this story of, uh, I think it was 36 people at a secret shisha bar uh, having a party were, were fined nearly £30,000. Now what I've realised is when we do things on here, as you'll see on TikTok, if we say something that's sensible like, oh look, you can prove that wearing a mask is good when it's cold weather because you can see your breath... We don't really go viral in the in the right way. It it's almost as if the people who follow science and the wearing of masks and vaccines <laughs> aren't getting their information from middle-aged men on the internet. Hmm. So I think we need to flip and go for the other sort. Magna Carta. Okay. Whoa, I got a bit me Kent strains flaring up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> And it's time to say things that defend people who break lockdowns. So if you start to look at that one, what could possibly be, be wrong with turning up to a, a small enclosed space where you have a party and pass round the same thing that people are smoking? Well, look, at least that £30,000, a lot of people are saying, how are we going to be able to afford all of this furlough money? Mm. That's how. Get out there and give yourself some parties, <laughs> stupid people. <laughs> nice. Um, but then this one was sent in by Jack who sent me this story, uh, COVID-19 story, police fine naked man found sitting in parked car. Now, I saw that story, and thank you to Jack for sending it in. First question would be, where did he keep his wallet? But maybe that's not the most important question. There are other questions to be looking at. Um, for example, in the story, police have fined a man for breaching COVID regulations after he was found sitting naked in his car without a reasonable excuse. What would a reasonable excuse be? Oh, sorry, officer. I was just on my way to pick up my clothes from the laundrette and I was doing it in the style of that uh, 1980s Levi commercial. Um, whoops. Or I suppose you could say, oh, you know what it's like, officer. Sometimes you leave without your, your keys, your phone. Today, everything. Who would have thought? I've, I've, I've been thinking about this all day. If I was stopped <laughs> by the police naked in my car and yeah. they said, what are you doing? My first response would be this. 
you can see me. Oh my god. Oh, I thought invisibility would be the best superpower, but it was so lonely. That would be. I think that's the only way to get out of it. I think. Um, anyway, let's plow on into the story. The man who uh, was parked in a car park in Derbyshire claimed he'd taken several wrong turns. Now we'll even stop on there before we analyse that that line even further. When people say, "Why are you in this parked car naked?" The question isn't why are you here. Kind of sorry, yeah, I took the wrong turn back near Brianclough Way. So, but no, wait. The bigger question is why are you naked in the car, not why is the car here in this car park. But anyway, yeah. Uh, after making a journey to buy a pack of wet wipes, ooh, yeah. All of a sudden, we start to understand more of what's happened. Oh, look, if you're naked, <laughs> just get in the shower. It doesn't matter what you've. Maybe you're covered in nacho mix i don't know what's happened maybe jalapeno yeah. peppers have been right up the uh, the old sewage treatment place but just have a shower don't go driving naked for wet wipes you're not going to make the situation any better yeah but if you were in the car when the incident happened that required the wet wipes can't take a shower in the car no drive home damn it because the problem is if you need wet wipes and i understand hey i'm not here to judge but you'd have to walk into the wet white shop naked. <laughs> what can I do for you? Just these wet wipes. Mm, interesting. But anyway, um, they wrote about it on Facebook, I believe. They described it in an incident on a Facebook post titled Naked Man Found Messing in a Mazda. <laughs> and now we know why he needed the wet wipes. Okay. Um, but I actually, I'm going to come out in favour of this guy. It's ridiculous. Here we go. Uh, gammon face. Magna Carta. It's ridiculous that this guy was fined, what, for being naked in his own car? Actually, I think you'll find you're safer in your own car because you're in isolation. It's about the, the COVIDs and all that stuff. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a mask, but he wasn't wearing anything else. But he was in his own little car. The only risk is that someone would get into that car with him. And if you're stark bollock naked in your own car... People do not accept a lift. Trust me, I have tried. Um, so I think we have fully analysed that news story. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, when he said he'd taken some wrong turns, I think what he meant was in life. <laughs> and what if you can, can you go back to the original photo with the headline that showed the police officers? Um, that one. I mean, is that a photo of them? Like, is that the car? Why, why is it three of them? And they look like they're posing for GQ magazine. I mean, look at what we found in this car. That would be a plot twist. Turns out it was a police car and I was the naked man. Dun, dun, dun. That's how they do it. But that is quite the pose. I mean, three people. I mean, where in the kind of Derbyshire? Is that where, where it was? Yeah. There's not much going on there. How dare you? These Clearly, Midlands. three cops turn up for one naked dude in a Mazda. I mean, that's... If I... I can see that outside my street in London right now. That's why you moved there. Damn straight. <laughs> Let me get my jalapenos. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we could actually solve that problem. Uh, maybe, you know, if, you go, if you're going to breach lockdown, at least do it on your own naked in a car. Always have wet wipes in the car. That's the lesson. That's the lesson from this one. Yep. Always have wet wipes. Solved a problem. Write it down. Yep. Season three, episode 10. Finally happened. Um, that one up on the screen. Mark, surely as a naked man in a car, the biggest risk must be trying to change gear without looking. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, you got sound effects going off. Yeah. <laughs> that was the gear shift. Nice. Um, Victoria, was he at least wearing a mask? If he was, it probably wasn't on his face. Oh, yeah. You'd want it to be breathable. 
They're like, is that? I see a mask. Looks like the guy's got mumps. Oh, wait a minute, that's not his face. Uh, leather seats and moist, moist crevice. <laughs> oh, oh. Hence the wet wipes. Nice. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is going back. Martin liked the fact that Steve was suggesting USA only been around a few hundred years. Incidentally, have you heard of a potato? <laughs> mm, in oh. your face, colonialist Steve. It's the Americans claiming that they've got foods. Simple we have that. foods. Na- name a traditional American food. The potato. No, don't, you're nicking someone else's answer. And that, no. there is no way that the potato is a traditional American. What's everyone else have got? They didn't I, have potatoes before you found them in America and are yeah, Native American. Na- nah, na- uh, Native Americans, I'm sure, can claim the potato. But you're kind yeah. of Americans. I'm a Native American. I got my DNA test here somewhere. I feel I feel like you you're gonna get cancelled for saying that. It feels <laughs> me and Elizabeth Warren. Mm. Yep. Best not to discuss that. But I'm, I'm sure I believe you. I've got reservations, but then so have you apparently. Um, <laughs> oh, five jokes in a show. What is wrong with us today? You know what? If you've sent money in, I'll we'll send it back. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, Mark says, "Sure, did you read this one already? Oh yeah, you read that one. Sorry." Um, Ooh, Mark's made a good point. If you've got those seats that are covered in the beads. Oh. Unless you just have the one bead string. Oh, right. Like a G string it. Yeah. Let's go on uh, comment cam over here to make sure we've got any more. Uh, let's have a look. I think I've seen the ones that are on this screen over here. If you've got some more there. Yeah, we're, we're a lot of people talking about. Well, what's the, the thing here from Chris saying mobile masturbatorium? which I think was something I remember Harry Potter shouted out during one of the films. <laughs> um, Mark, has, as always, has gone for the facts. The potato was first domesticated in the region of modern-day southern Peru and extreme northwestern Bolivia between 8,000 and 5,000 BC. So you see, American continental delight. You're claiming Peru as traditional American I've food. in there. Yep. That's enough. That's no, you're your right. People for, used to go. Your people used to go to a country and claim their the whole continent. I had nothing to do with that. Um, your your people say, "Oh, I am Irish because my great 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 granddaddy once I, drank whiskey." Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think we might be fully up to date. I've neglected to check all the twitters. I uh, think we've had some just some nice retweety stuff going off. Let's have a look. Thank you for all of those there on the screen. Yep, you can be watching. Oh, I've got some nice retweets. Uh, so yeah, share the link round after the event as well, because this show will be back on. Uh, it's on the internet to be shared around. On YouTube, yes, and uh, yeah, and we're back on Thursday with more. The Mark says early uh, colonists in Virginia and the Carolinas may have grown potato seeds from the seeds or uh, tubers. Uh, from Spanish ships, but earliest certain potato crop in North America was Londonderry NH. What's that one? New Hampshire. NH uh, NH postcodes. NH seventeen nineteen. No, it's no, it's the state of New Hampshire. North in seventeen nineteen. North East postcodes. Good. New Hampshire. Uh, Richard sends us a message as well. Shout out to Richard. At least, Hello, Richard. at least he'd have somewhere to hang the air freshener. I think that's going back to the car. Little tree dangling down. So it's fresh smells. Mm. Don't well, need the wet wipes then. 
The would have sold. You see, you've solved another problem. Um, I think we're fully <laughs> up to date. Get us on social media yes. if you could track us down. Our things are there. Chuck some money in the pot would be appreciated. Yep. What's the other one? Subscribe to the YouTube for the next show. Please do. That's just a nice thing we put up there. That's it. Yeah. Check out Steve's book on Amazon. You can check out my podcast yeah. on all podcast platforms. American Exchange. You, do you have a copy of the book, Steve? Uh, I do, but it's all the way over there, and I'm not wearing Bluetooth. Uh, I'm plugged in today, so um, right. I'll just say search for. Uh, lasted another year despite a pandemic and also on my YouTube channel there's loads of interviews that I've been doing on various BBC stations where I talk about the book and uh, some of the misery associated with it and I'm not even kidding when I say that so I do feel sorry for the BBC stations they booked me on as a comedian from the MASH report asked me about the book and straight away they talk about my family members I'm like right, well settle in this is not going to be fun on that actually can I tell a little little story it's my dad's funeral on Friday yes of all the things that happened. Nothing was as funny as what happened at mum's funeral. There's a weird sentence. When dad, and that was just last March, when dad talked about doing the conger as we all walked in behind the coffin. And mm. so we we thought about doing the conger at dad's funeral, but it was more like the thought was enough to bring the smile to our faces. So afterwards, what a horrible day. Drive all the way up there, do a funeral. And I was fully kitted up as well, like white shirt, black tie, black suit. Uh, really looked like I was on my way to a funeral. People were going like, oh, funeral. Afterwards, mm. we went and sorted out some stuff to do with the will, and I was starving. I hadn't eaten all day. So we across from where the solicitors are, there's a Costa. And I went in the Costa, and, I mean, to be fair, it was emotion- it'd been an emotional day, so I'm probably all, like, red-eyed and puffy-eyed, black tie, white, white shirt, black suit. And I ordered a coffee, and the woman working there looked at me, and she went, I tell you, I've had a terrible day. I thought, really? <laughs> <laughs> Want to play that game? <laughs> What have I got at Top Trumps on this one today? Oh, man. How many parents did you bury today? I think I'm going to win this. Oh, God. So that was brilliant. I, I mean, it was just the thing you needed. Like, I've had a hell of a day. Have you? Been making coffees, have you? <laughs> See, that's why, again, you know, no matter what the reason, she should never leave London because at a coast in London, she wouldn't have even spoken to you. No. She would have asked me if I wanted cake or muffin. Yep. Anyway, so that was, I'm sure there'll be more stories in whichever future books I decide to depress the BBC about at some point. But um, other there than we that, go. Uh, Chris says, you're a 32th Welsh, Steve. The Welsh have never invaded anywhere. There's lovely. Well, they have, but not places. Uh, Just my heart. <laughs> and Britt says, naked man won't be going to the sewage works for Valentine's. One, don't think he knows how to use his own loo. And <laughs> <laughs> and two, think you might be single for a while. Really? It's a shame. Seems like a catch. I know a lady who's handy with the nachos. Oh God. Well, <laughs> on that on that bombshell. On that note, there we go. Um, yeah. So please tune in next Tuesday, but and also this Thursday, and uh, we'll be back with more. We'll see you now. Yeah. Till then. Bye. Bye.